Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. I had such an interesting conversation with Alyssa, who is a holistic nurse practitioner. And I have to tell you, I geek out when she posts videos. She will post things that she calls dupes. So maybe you have acid reflux and maybe you don't want to take a medication. Well, she's got a supplement that can be helpful. Or maybe it's some other health problem that you're having. So I have to say, one of the things I loved most about our conversation is that Alyssa was explaining to me that there are actually herbs on the planet that can act in a way like a pharmaceutical drug and that they can be very helpful, maybe with pain relief or, you know, a topical muscle issue. At the end of our podcast, you know, I often ask, what can I do to prevent getting cancer again? I'm not going to tell you her answer. You're going to just have to listen to the podcast, but I have never had anybody say this to me before and I was shocked. So give today's podcast a listen. I know you're going to walk away either thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Or you're probably going to be shaking your head and saying, wow, these gals are a little out there. Alyssa, welcome to Why Did I Get Cancer? I don't know how I found you. It's the, you know, Instagram world, but I found your great sassy videos about medication and dupes, as you call them. Alyssa is a holistic nurse practitioner, and you're a wealth of information. So (laughs) welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, I'm grateful to have you here. And tell us a little bit about a day in your life. So a day in my life. um, So I am a holistic nurse practitioner and I am a mom to a two and a half year old. So when I am not at work, I am taking care of my toddler who is, you know, typical toddler boy. Um, And then I see patients in my practice, which I am in New Jersey. And through that, we do a muscle testing to address the root cause of their health issues. So we test for um, parasites, we test for mold, we test for um, Lyme disease, we test for different viruses, heavy metals, environmental toxins. And those are really like the root cause of health issues, right? So we can look back and find the root cause, you know, to autoimmune disease, to cancer, all of those um, can be traced back to those toxins. Root cause is, is really an interesting concept because when you get diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or in my case, breast cancer, there wasn't much discussion about root cause. And so you really work to get there. And then how does that If you find out the root cause, how does that impact treatment? Yeah, so once we identify the root cause, then we have certain supplement lines that we use, certain herbs, certain, um, you know, detox products that we use to get whatever toxins out of the body so that the body can go back to healing. So the body is designed to heal itself. So we just need to get those toxins out of the way 
to allow for healing to occur. This is such an interesting topic for me because even though I've been in the health field for 30 years, I didn't think that much about the body healing itself. Yeah, you get a cut on your finger, you you break your leg, everything will get put back into place. But I really thought when when big diseases happened, you really had to go the pharmaceutical route to be healed. Yeah, and I, I believe that, that pharmaceutical companies want us to believe that. Um, but if the person has enough drive and will to heal naturally, they can and they will. So also uh, there's a lot of emotional aspects in relation to diseases and, you know, cancer. Um, and I even noticed this on my healing journey because six months after I had my son, I started to get like autoimmune type illness, like symptoms. And I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, which I never knew that I had. And you know, this was two years ago. And now today, like Lyme disease doesn't resonate with my body. I don't believe that, you know, that's not my thing. And um, I never took an antibiotic for that. So, you know, I see a lot of specific doctors that I know I have patients that come to me who have, you know, a diagnosis of Lyme disease, and they've been on chronic antibiotics, like for a year, or more. And that is just ruining the the gut, the microbiome that's really messing up the liver, the kidneys, like the organs are really breaking down from being on antibiotics for so long. So yeah, I mean, I work with I work with a lot of children because children are very unwell these days. So I work with a lot of children, you know, anyone, I work with anyone who has any kind of symptom that they want to improve. So I'm not diagnosing anything. We just heal symptoms and then symptoms go away. So it sounds like you really get the body into a position where it can heal itself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely. Um, And then we also work on diet, right? And as you know, like diet plays a huge factor in this, right? And if you're eating a ton of processed foods and sugar and grains, like it's going to be a little bit harder to heal the body when your body has an inflammation state from the food that you're consuming. And our food is just, it's so challenging, isn't it? Sometimes I get lazy and I just, I'm just going to go buy a salad dressing, you know, and then I'm looking at the ingredient deck and it's just full of inflammatory seed oils. I mean, it's almost impossible. So I just thought, okay, fine, I'll just go home and make my own salad dressing. But it's really tough. It seems like we're in a constant state of inflammation from the things that we're ingesting. Yeah, um, I see that a lot. And, you know, it's really hard for people, you know, whether it's financial reasons, right? Because like healthier processed foods are more expensive, right? If you look at, you know, healthier salad dressings and healthier this. So, you know, I, I in my uh, Instagram channel, I do give like recommendations of healthier alternatives for these foods, but you know, they are more expensive. So I always recommend to buy whole foods, organic whole foods where that you can make things yourself because that is going to be the ultimate cheapest way to improve your health. And it's the healthiest, right? If you're buying something processed, it's still a processed food. So that is ultimately the healthiest as well. Right. And then just the epidemic of eating out. I mean, we saw this during the pandemic. I mean, it was great that we were supporting restaurants with all this takeout, but, you know, we're doing takeout and then it goes into a styrofoam container, which is, you know, 
also adding a layer of chemicals to our food and hard to heal in that environment. Yeah. And not, and not to mention aluminum foil, right? So that's like heavy metals that you're putting into your body as well. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a real tough one. I mean, it's just, it's so um, automatic, I think, for most people to say, oh, you know, l- let's cook that on aluminum foil. And then you're cooking something. I used to do it too, you know, put salmon in aluminum foil, throw it on the barbecue. So you're cooking at medium to high heat and it just, it's releasing so much, I'll just say it, crap into your really expensive salmon that you just spent money on. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you're eating, you know, seafood, it's really important to eat wild seafood and not farm seafood because farm seafood is fed you know, corn, it's fed soy, it's the living environment is very poor. And that causes inflammation in our bodies when we eat that. Right. And it's so interesting when I go to a market and I'll see, you know, here's the, here's the, you know, section of wild Alaskan salmon. And then you see the farmed Atlantic salmon and just the color difference and the vibrancy alone, just, I would think, make somebody who doesn't even know what I know, just question, why is this one such this beautiful, deep red, coral red. And this other one's kind of a orangey, yucky color. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, um, I would always recommend, even if it says wild, that you should look at the ingredients and make sure that there's no added colorings because I have seen some wild and that they added like a, a red food coloring to it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for letting me know that. I, d- I didn't know that. And sometimes, even though I've been in this field for 30 years, I fall for the marketing. I fell for the marketing a couple of weeks ago when I was flying on Alaska for, and I was hungry and I, I saw this snack and I thought, oh, this looks good. Had a half of it and then turned it over and I went, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got tricked again with all these inflammatory seed oils. Yeah. So Alyssa, let's um, let's talk about getting healthy and staying healthy. Is it possible to really have a high level of health without using pharmaceuticals? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it starts with before you have any symptom. So it takes 30 years of disease in the body for one symptom to show up, right? So, you know, if someone has a heart attack, That is 30 years of disease, right? The person wasn't healthy the day before the heart attack. So it's really important to start when you feel well, right? You don't have symptoms. That is the best way to start to catch it before you get chronic disease, like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, you know, all of these diseases that we see, you know, later in life. But to be honest, I'm seeing them younger and younger because of the state of our country's health. I agree with you. And I'm just shocked at the amount of young women who are getting breast cancer these days. I just feel, it seems like people just don't have a fighting chance anymore because there's really not any recommendations of getting anything checked under 40. Yeah. So I can kind of share my story a little bit of what what has been going on with my health actually the last few months. So I had something called a thermography. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So someone comes to my office to do them. And I was like, you know, I just want to learn and do it. I can always improve my health. Let's see, you know, what's going on in my body. And so actually a spot in my left breast tissue showed up from the thermography that there was something that warranted like an ultrasound. So I ended up, I got an ultrasound and it was normal, thankfully. 
But then also I had a lot of inflammation in my mouth, which showed in the thermography. And you saw like a lot of drainage from my mouth into my breast tissue. Yeah. So I actually just went to the holistic dentist yesterday and there happens to be um, an infection in my, um, in my tooth. And that tooth correlates to my left breast tissue. Isn't that amazing? So what's, what's the protocol now with this tooth? Um, so I'm going to be getting the tooth removed and, you know, we'll, you know, get cleaned out, get the infection out. I'll be taking, mm-hmm. you know, herbs and stuff to, you know, to help my body cleanse from the infection. And then I'll be getting an implant, a zirconium in- implant there. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting when you just see how the body is so connected. And I've heard some good things about thermography. And is it something that you say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to have my breasts looked at or can you, do you do the whole body? Yeah. So I, each person who does it, does it a little bit different, but I highly recommend getting at least half the body, like so from the waist up, if not the whole body, because if you just get the breast tissue, then mm-hmm. you're not going to see what's going on in the face, in the mouth. And as I said, like a lot of times there's stuff draining from the mouth into the breast tissue. So if you just get the breast, you're not going to get that reading. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's great advice. I've actually been looking into some thermography because after cancer, you know, I have to do five years of cancer surveillance. And I just, that's a lot of mammograms. And I really feel like thermography might be a better option for me. But I've got some research I need to do. And that's probably going to be another podcast. Uh, so Alyssa, can you tell us a little bit about what do you have in your medicine cabinet? Yeah, absolutely. So for like, if someone gets sick, I really love some boron. Boron is homeopathy and they have some really amazing products to help when you are feeling ill. For kids, they make a cold calm. They have cold calm for adults. They make um, a cough medicine. They have... Um, even for teething babies, they have something called Camilla Drops, which are super easy and convenient and work amazing for teething babies. Mm-hmm. I also love, they have Arnica. So that is for like muscle pains, um, just like pain in general, you know, post-surgery, that could be really good for pain relief. And then one of my other favorite product lines is Standard Process. So Standard Process are whole food supplements. So there's no, you know, it's literally made of food. They have some really great products for allergies. So Antronex from Standard Process is like my number one. It's like a natural antihistamine. So like a natural Benadryl, it doesn't have any nasty side effects to it. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, that's a, this is a good conversation to have during allergy season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then another great product I love from Standard Process is Gastrex. So that is a natural supplement for acid reflux. I used to have GERD, so that would have been really helpful <laughs> to have had. But I'll, I'll tag all of this in the show notes. So there's, so basically you're saying there's probably a natural alternative to every pharmaceutical drug that we can get a prescription for? For the most part, yes. I know on my Instagram, people, I'm always getting messages to ask about natural like blood pressure medication. And 
to be honest, I personally haven't found any one specific supplement that is going to help with, you know, high blood pressure. I find that high blood pressure is a multi-organ system disease. So that, um, you know, can either be related to the kidneys, the adrenals, the lungs, the liver, but yeah, that I haven't, me personally, I haven't found any specific one product for like high blood pressure. So I've uh, been on a lot of medications in the last couple of years through cancer. And do we, do we end up paying a price if we're doing a lot of pharmaceuticals versus supplements? And can you tell me what that might look like? Yeah, absolutely. So so most supplements are like herbs and homeopathy and native food. So the the body recognizes these as like food and the body processes it as food. But when we're putting substances like pharmaceuticals in our body, those put excess stress on our liver to detoxify and get them out. Uh, also puts excess stress on our kidneys to help flush out the you know, the pharmaceuticals, the toxins. So, um, so yes, definitely over time, I see that this definitely affects the liver and definitely affects the kidneys. Absolutely. Okay. And I mean, the major detox organs, of course, and we're, it sounds like we're kind of polluting them with our incredible use of pharmaceuticals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you go to the doctor and, you know, you have a symptom and then they give you one pill and then that pill, you take that and then that pill has another symptom. So now you need to take another pill for that symptom. So, you know, it's just an endless cycle of taking medication. To me, it just seems like it normalizes it, you know, and then all of a sudden we're just, if we don't walk out with a prescription, maybe we feel like our physician hasn't really heard what's going on with us. Yeah, absolutely. Most people, you know, they're seeking that because we're so ingrained with that's what we should do, that it's almost ingrained. Like, oh, I have this symptom. Let me take, you know, a medication for it. And we have so much stress in our lives. Um, I've seen statistics that 80 to 90% of doctor visits are for stress-related illnesses that are showing up and manifesting in our body. So we have stress of daily life, stress of watching the news, stress of a global pandemic, all of that. And then we're, we're internally adding potentially more stress, would you say, by taking pharmaceuticals that maybe we don't need? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of people that come into my office, everyone is stressed. And I think that definitely this you know pandemic over the last few years has really you know, affected our, so what I test for is the adrenals. So adrenals are your stress gland and most people's adrenals are very, very stressed. Um, so absolutely. And then, you know, putting more toxins in our body from poor quality foods and, you know, pharmaceuticals, all of these things add to our toxic load, which puts more stress on the adrenals, definitely the liver and the kidneys. And our liver is responsible for doing, having so, there's so much that the liver does, which, you know, we're not talking about this, but your liver has so much to do with hormones. And I see so many women who, and even men, who are having hormonal issues. And, you know, their first thing is to put them in on artificial hormones or birth control. And, you know, that's just putting more stress on the liver. So, um, 
So absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I talk to so many young women who just say, well, you know, my, my periods were wacky, so I'm on the pill because that's going to normalize everything. So basically what we've done is we've made the pill, you know, very normal and that's how we make our bodies better, but it's still a drug. (laughs) It's a drug. It's very strong. So maybe it's time to question a little bit when we get a prescription, hey, do I really need this? Um, are there are there maybe some alternatives I could do to this, including, hey, maybe I just need to eat more vegetables and some good healthy fats. Just to me, it's that's like a computer reset. <laughs> Turn your computer off and on, and all of a sudden it starts working again. Once I I started changing my diet, even though I'm a nutritionist and I know what I'm doing, um, I wasn't always doing it. And by, you know, changing my diet a bit, really emphasizing those good, really good healthy fats, um, started to feel a lot better. Yeah. And it's, it's important to note, actually, that so many people, their gallbladder is stressed. So they could, you know, start eating more healthy fats. And if their gallbladder is not functioning to the optimal level, they actually could feel worse because they're not digesting those fats and they're putting more stress on their liver and their gallbladder. So, um, so it's really important to, you know, make sure that we have enough, you know, enzymes to help us break down the food. That, that is we're such eating. a great point. Right. And, and the gallbladder can kind of be a throwaway organ. I know a lot of people have had their gallbladders removed and I, I'll, I'll admit I don't know much about that, but it seems to me if you can keep all the organs you were born with, you want to keep if you can. Yeah, absolutely. I work with, and also like, cause I do see a lot of children in my practice, the tonsils and the adenoids, like they had my tonsils out. Yeah. Yeah. So the ENTs, they just want to, the ENTs just want to rip them out and like, the body is made this way for a certain reason and every organ that we have is meant to have for a reason. So, um, so yeah, with the gallbladder, I work with a lot of people to help them keep their gallbladder. Um, if they have, you know, stones, there's, there's natural ways to get rid of stones and to just really like help flush the gallbladder out and get it working more optimally. Oh, that's great. I love that there are people out there that can help others to keep these organs that most physicians probably just say, okay, it's time to remove your gallbladder. Yeah, absolutely. And actually with people who also have gallbladder issues generally either have like constipation. So people have really bad constipation or also like really loose stools or fatty stools. So those could be signs that your gallbladder could potentially be stressed. Okay. Didn't know that. Wow. Okay, I think we all need a holistic nurse practitioner in our life. <laughs> so shifting gears a bit, um, I was visiting my mom last month and just going through some um, old memorabilia and I found my childhood vaccination little pamphlet. And I think, that the, now this was the 70s, but I think I got about four or five vaccinations and that was it. And I don't have young kids. And so what's the vaccination schedule now? Is it, is, it's a lot more, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know exactly off, off the top of my head, but at birth, they're expected to get um, two, two shots, two vaccines like at birth, which is crazy to me. And then they have shots at two months, four months, six months, 
I think eight months, 10 months and 12 months, maybe, I don't know. They have, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. The schedule is a lot. And each time they're expected to get three, if not four vaccines at once. So in that first year of life, and I'm not, don't quote me on this, but I want to say they're probably getting like 20 vaccines, if not more in that first year of life. <sighs> That's a lot. So, but yeah, and I find that, you know, I'm seeing so much more, you know, autism, allergies, ADHD, autoimmune diseases in these children. So, um, you know, where, where is this coming from, you know? the toxic load of these children at such a young age. That is a lot. And it's a lot for your body to digest, especially even thinking that at birth and then the first year of life. And, you know, I, I have my same suspicion. I have similar suspicions. I mean, I, you know, I got every vaccine that was, you know, offered um, throughout my life. But now after cancer, I just wonder, why are we all so sick? Yeah, I mean, I'm just seeing this so much in my practice as well. So I see a lot from our food supply, right? Because they're adding so many pesticides to our food. They're just putting so much additives inside, you know, packaged foods. And, you know, and they're making organic food less accessible too, right? Because it's so much more expensive and people, you know, some people cannot afford it. And then we have to look at the toxic, the toxic load of our bodies, right? So heavy metals, environmental toxins, like plastics, right? Everything is in plastic now. BPAs is like, it's crazy. And, you know, they say BPA free, but that doesn't mean it's better because Instead of BPA, they use another toxin like BPS or, you know, there's other ones similar. So just because it's BPA free, it doesn't mean that it's healthier for you. It's really complicated to live in such a toxic world. And, you know, I just want to know, you know, why did I get cancer? Why are, why, why are so many people getting cancer? 41% of us at last look after my interview with Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally, who wrote The Cancer Revolution. Um, that's, a, that's, that's statistically, that is a lot of people. And yes, detection is better. So that's going to account for an uptick in cancer discoveries. But it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, we are kind of in a toxic soup. Yeah, absolutely. and you know, most people, you know, they don't realize that their toothpaste that has fluoride in it is that affecting their, you know, their health. And it's just, they're using Ziploc bags, you know, the plastic bags, they're using microwaves, they're using plastic in microwaves. It's just, it's just never ending. The plastic, the amount of plastic we use mm -hmm. is unbelievable, right? And besides the fact that it's horrible for the environment, it's horrible for our health. These are also endocrine disruptors, so those affect our hormones as well. 
Okay, y'all, I am so picky about fish. I only eat wild fish. And yes, I'm that ridiculously obnoxious person in the restaurant where I interrogate the wait staff asking, what kind of fish is this? Where did it come from? But this is why I love ButcherBox Wild Salmon. Their wild salmon is caught in the wild in the Bristol Bay area of Alaska, which is really known for the best sockeye salmon on the planet. It's also sustainably harvest, which is really important to me. There's never anything added to it. And I love that ButcherBox has partnered with fishermen who really uphold strict fishing and handling practices to guarantee the taste and again, the quality. I am not good at eating salmon. I'm good if somebody puts it in front of me, but I'm not so good at buying it and cooking it. And according to Dr. Mark Hyman, the Mediterranean diet can be super helpful in lowering cancer risk. And he recommends at least two days a week eating wild salmon. And this is where ButcherBox really helps me out. I get my box. I've got individual wrapped pieces of salmon. I can defrost it in minutes and probably have dinner on the table in about 15 to 20 minutes. I talk to my friends at ButcherBox and ask them, listen, I'm not good at eating salmon and I'm guessing my listeners aren't either. So can you offer us a deal? And they put together, honestly, an unprecedented deal. So when you sign up for ButcherBox, you're going to get two pounds of wild caught Alaskan sockeye salmon free and every box for three months and $20 off of your first order by using the code ENOS. Sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash ENOS and use the code ENOS. Boy, that's a lot of my last name to get two pounds of salmon for free in every box for three months plus $20 off of your first order. What happens when our hormones get impacted? So that could lead to infertility that could lead to, you know, hormonal cancers, right? Like breast cancer or uterine cancer, ovarian cancer. That could lead to thyroid disease. Um, I actually have been seeing a lot of young girls in my practice with um, early onset puberty, right? So they're getting their menstrual cycles at age eight or nine. They're, they're developing mm-hmm, they're developing, you know, breasts, breasts at like the age of seven. So you know, this is all because of our toxins that we're exposed to on a daily basis, including uh, pesticides, because pesticides from Roundup and all, you know, but they're spraying all over the lawns is horrible for our bodies. And even if you eat all organic, you're still getting pesticides from the air, from the water. And it's still an organic food because we can't, fully get rid of, get away from it. It's, it's really hard to outrun Roundup. It's everywhere. And, um, you know, even though there's so many lawsuits, uh, as you know, because it's a cancer causing chemical, it just resurfaces with a slightly different, you know, chemical compound and a different name, just like BPA and now there's all the other BPs that we have to, we, we don't quite have the awareness yet, but it just seems to keep resurfacing. And we, we really need to be aware. We need to read labels. We need to dig deep. And it's frustrating because I don't think eating well should be this complicated. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. And I would like to note that um, Bear now owns Roundup. So they are, um, you know, 
their they own they their work together and Bayer is actually the maker of aspirin so and other pharmaceuticals so um you know i would just like to make that connection so people are aware that you know our pharmaceuticals are being being made by the same companies that make these pesticides great <laughs> gosh so it sounds like it's really in the best interest of ourselves and our families to take a look and and maybe don't be so quick to run to your drugstore, but try to see, you know, what has nature provided for us? And uh, years ago, when I was in college getting my nutrition degree, I was working at a local health food store and I didn't know a lot about health foods, but I remember somebody coming in, um, they had a headache and they bought white willow bark, which basically is, you know, nature's aspirin. And I thought, wow, you mean there's actually something that's on the planet that can help get rid of a headache that's not aspirin? Yeah. I feel like the drug companies get these, you know, ideas of medications from nature, right? They develop them from nature. So they just alter them so much and add so many more toxins to them. Right. So it just sounds like it's, again, it's it's really good just to kind of know what your options are. We've normalized just opening the medicine cabinet and grabbing whatever if we're not feeling good. So maybe just get a natural medicine cabinet ready so that you can be prepared if you have a toothache or if you have your baby's teething or you've got some allergies. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend, um, you know, getting that in order. And also it's interesting to note that when you talk to most doctors about natural remedies, they'll say that it's unsafe. Why, why do you think they say that? Well, I believe that it's because they are so brainwashed and also they're uneducated about natural remedies, right? So I've had, mm-hmm. I, I did a video of this about, you know, my doctor said that taking Arnica was so unsafe for my for my child to take for pain relief after he had a tongue tie procedure and that Tylenol was, was much safer. So, um, so yeah, that's why it's really important to do your own research and not always rely on everything, you know, that your doctor says, um, because they're not educated about all the natural remedies. Yeah. And that makes sense. I, I know that um, when I go to my naturopath, I'm going to get advice similar to what you know, you're recommending today. But if I go to you know, my typical you know, Western medicine physician, you know, they usually think I'm a little nuts and that's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my family members think I'm crazy, but that's fine. <laughs> That's okay. It's good, crazy. So uh, final question. Um, So Alyssa, I am really committed to never getting cancer again. So my question to you is, what can I do today to prevent cancer in my future? So my number one thing I would recommend is, well, I would say two things is number one, I would recommend parasite cleansing. And then number two, I'd recommend is drinking distilled water. Okay. Can you unpack that a little bit for me? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the distilled water first. So distilled water removes 99% of toxins in the water. So if you are using reverse osmosis or Berkey water, or, you know, I don't know, there's so many options or Brita filter, they are not effective enough 
to remove radioactive elements such as radiation, uranium. And you'd be like, well, those aren't in my water. Yes, they are. Um, I live in New Jersey and my water was poisoned with radioactive elements. And I had a reverse osmosis water filter that I spent thousands of dollars on. So those toxins are keeping you sick. So radioactive elements, and then also those pesticides, they're not filtered out from the water. Um, when you drink distilled water, we always recommend that you add minerals back because it's removing everything. So it's removing the toxins, but also the minerals. So we recommend adding minerals back. My favorite minerals are CT minerals from Cellcorp, but they make many different minerals that you can Okay, take. we'll tag those in the show notes as well. Okay, yeah, I don't know much about distilled water. So those are some great tips. Well, Alyssa, tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about the parasite cleansing. Yeah, so... and. I, if you would have told me two, two plus years ago that everyone has parasites and that parasites are the number one thing affecting your health, I would have thought you were crazy, but everyone does have parasites. And just because we live in a first world country does not mean that we are immune to parasites. When you go to, you know, third world countries like Africa, and then even like Thailand, you know, those type of countries, they are doing parasite cleansing on a regular basis. And we are not doing that here. So um, parasites are the one of the biggest things that I see in my practice that I handle. So we, um, we recommend, you know, doing parasite cleansing around the full moon is really important because parasites are more active around the full moon. So we can just like kill more of them off. Um, but parasites are the cause of, you know, chronic inflammation, joint pains, migraines, allergies, um, food, food sensitivities, bloating, gas. I mean, you name it. And usually a parasite is involved. Wow. Okay. This is shocking to me. Wow. Does it take long to get rid of parasites? Yes. So it depends on how, you know, how much they're affecting that person's health. Me, myself, I've been handling parasites for over a year now and I take it every day, but I, I traveled a lot. I went to Africa. I went to Indonesia. So not sure if I had more parasite issues because I traveled there, but I would definitely um, suggest doing mm -hmm. parasite cleansing once a month around the full moon for a few months. Most people notice they have they have less brain fog. They have more energy. They just their immune system is functioning better, especially if you're one of those people who get sick very often. We find that parasites are usually the cause of that. Wow. Okay. This um, this was great information, and I've I've never really talked to anybody about parasites. And you're right. I would think, well, gosh, I haven't traveled much lately, and I don't eat street food, or I, you know, when I when I go to wherever, um, so I'm fine, right? But it sounds like maybe it's something to take a look at. Yeah, absolutely. So the most common places you're going to get parasites are from, you know, raw fish. So if you eat a lot of sushi, you can get parasites from that. Undercooked meats. Um, if you ever mm -hmm. swim in a lake, you can get parasites from swimming in lakes. You can get parasites from your pets, like your dogs and your cats. Also, if you have, you know, horses and sheep, you know, all of those animals, you can get parasites from them. Um, so yeah, 
from they parasites are everywhere. So Alyssa, it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, take a look at this parasite issue. They contribute to inflammation um, and they can really impact the immune system, which of course is going to impact everything, including cancer risk. Yeah, absolutely. I would highly recommend, um, you know, we see that inflammation is the cause of cancer, right? So decreasing the inflammation in your body from your diet is really important, but then also getting the toxins out. Right, because toxins are going to contribute to cancer as well. And so, how do people find help? Tell us who who do we ask for? What kind of a physician or nurse practitioner do we do we look for? So, and parasites are really hard to test for because you don't see them in a blood test, and most oftentimes you're not going to see them in a stool test because parasites are hiding in your organs; they are not hiding in your stool. So. In general, we just say that we should just assume that we have parasites and you should do some kind of parasite cleansing around the full moon. Um, Cellcor is my favorite parasite cleanse that you can do around the full moon. They have a parakeet um, and it's, it's really amazing. Helps pe- so many people. Okay. Well, Alyssa, thank you for just opening my eyes up to so many different things. We talked about from root cause of cancer to vaccines to parasites. And I've got a lot of thinking and a lot of reading to do. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, and I highly encourage you to follow Alyssa on Instagram. I'll tag that in the show notes. she does, you do dupes, which I love. So, you know, instead of taking this medication, try this supplement. And I, I'm just, I get such a kick out of it. That's, it's really great information. Thank you. Yeah. I love sharing my knowledge of holistic health so I can help families heal their, you know, heal themselves naturally without the use of drugs or surgery. Yeah. Love it. Yep. You are speaking my language, girl. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Alyssa. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 